thank you for choosing to listen to Mummy on a Break podcast. I am Maria Newman, otherwise known as Mummy on a Break. My journey to becoming Mummy on a Break started back in 2016. That was the year I took voluntary redundancy whilst on maternity leave with my second baby and without really having a plan. The only thing I knew at that moment was that I needed to change my job. And if I didn't seize the day and take my chance, I'd be in the same job doing the same thing up until the time I retired. The thought of that scared me. So long story short, I embarked on my journey of being mummy on a break, which actually started with my decision to start my own business. And by following a very windy road, it led me to create the life I really wanted. I now help women who were like the old me. I help busy working mums who are tired and exhausted take back control and create the life they really want. If you want to find out more about how I can help you, then check out my website, mummyonabreak.co.uk and click on work with me. However, for now, sit back, relax and enjoy this podcast episode. Welcome to the Mummy on a Break podcast. My name is Maria Newman and I am Mummy on a Break. You can find out more about me and Mummy on a Break on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. The last two series of this podcast have been about interviewing others. However, this series is all about me and my thoughts. The topic of conversation is how my childhood has influenced my parenting. Now, there's so much information out there for us as parents to go and find, whether it's a book, searching the internet or turning to experts. But during my journey so far in parenting, I've actually found that it's my own childhood that has shaped how I am as a parent the most. This is my personal podcast. So today's episode is all about being culturally different. Both my parents are Greek Cypriots, so I was raised in the Greek way, which in short means that boys had freedom and girls didn't, which would be easy to accept But it's not so easy to accept when you're living in a different country. Let me set the scene for you. I grew up in a small seaside town where there wasn't a lot of cultural difference and the schools I went to were all in small villages. So being a kid with foreign parents made me, my brother and my sister different. We were anomalies. So it won't surprise you to know that all my friends were British. I was a girl growing up in a British culture, but being raised in the Greek way, which meant at times things got a little confusing. You see, I really wasn't sure where I fitted. The strange thing was that I didn't quite feel like I fitted in when we visited family in Cyprus, and similarly... I didn't feel like I fitted in here in the UK and I so desperately wanted to know which box I would fit in rather than feeling like the sea was my home because no country really felt like I belonged in it. 
You see, when my friends were talking about certain things, it was either that I didn't know what they were talking about, things like fashion and pop culture, mainly because my parents didn't know about these things and we didn't have English music on, we had Greek music on. Or that I wouldn't be allowed to join in. Like, going out was a no-no. And then when we visited family in Cyprus, again, I felt like the odd one out. Mainly because my Greek isn't exactly the best. And so I either didn't really understand what they were saying, or although I might have understood what they were saying, I couldn't respond because I didn't know the words, or I knew some of the words, just not all of the words. But I did so want to fit in somewhere. I mean... Who really doesn't want to fit in? I'm sad to say that because of this, I did go through a period of being bullied at school, being called names, which I still remember to this day. But lucky for me, that made me stronger. I definitely grew a thicker skin. I also had the courage to confront people because there was no way that I was going to have people make me the victim. You see, I can be quite feisty and I definitely think that's a Greek thing. I suppose over time I also learned to embrace my differences. I realised that being different wasn't actually a bad thing. And definitely the key was that people remembered me. Whether it's because of my unpronounceable surname my big personality, or just the fact that I looked different. One thing you may or may not know about me is that I love food. Yes, this might seem like I'm going on a tangent, but just bear with me. I love talking about food. I love cooking it. I love eating it. You see, as Greeks, we are feeders. We show love through food. We make decisions over hearty meals. Put it simply, Greek cuisine is delicious. Such a variety. It can be really, really simple or it can be really quite complex and take ages to prepare and then cook. Now let me get to the point. When I was younger, all I wanted was some simple British food. And I think my love of British food was because I really loved school dinners. I never quite understood why my mum insisted on whipping up some Mediterranean creation when she could have given me fish fingers and chips and I would have been really happy. That's why being able to go to my friend's house was so exciting because I got to eat British food. Now, some of you may remember Goodness Gracious Me and there's a specific sketch in there where an Asian family go into an English restaurant and they ask for the blandest thing on the menu. And yeah, okay, I know the sketch is actually laughing at people who go into a restaurant, an Asian restaurant, and they ask for the hottest thing on the menu. But it's because it's such a change and that's exactly the same for me when I was younger. The reason why I craved British food was because all I really ate was Greek food and the difference, the change was, well, it was nice and I enjoyed it. (laughs) 
One thing my friends definitely found strange was our culture's view on personal relationships. For me, it's really, really simple. As far as I was concerned at a young age, my parents made it quite clear, girls do not have boyfriends. My future was going to be determined by a type of arrangement. Not an arranged marriage, but put simply, I'd be allowed to go on a few dates with a guy and after that, we'd decide whether we'd get married. Now don't get me wrong, the thought terrified me. I mean, really, who honestly knows after a few dates that they want to marry the person that they're dating? I reckon it's a minority. And I actually didn't go down that route. Thankfully, I met my wonderful husband, very naturally, in the pub. The other thing that my culture, I think, taught me was to know the value of money. My parents, as I've said on previous podcasts, came to this country with nothing. They had to start with nothing. But they managed to start and run a very successful seaside town. I knew what it meant to earn at a young age. And I want my children to learn the same thing. But I want to do it in a different way. They think that you just go to the cash machine and you get money. When obviously, in reality, that's not what happens. So what else has influenced my parenting skills? What is really important to me is that my children understand where they come from. Just like my parents wanted it for me. They did it by sending me to Greek school. And although that's the road we've started on, I've realised that actually that's not necessarily the end solution. But I do very much want my children to know about both their Greek heritage as well as their British heritage. Now, fortunately, we live in a big city, so we are immersed in cultural diversity. I don't have to find ways to ensure that they are aware of other cultures or differences in others. It's more obvious to them because they see it. This means that there's not so different from their friends. My daughter and my son are not the only children who have different heritages, which is amazing and I'm so thankful for. We also talk openly and positively about how people are different and I don't try to hide things from them. I try to see what their point of view is and we have a discussion about things. It's also very important to me that I emphasise that it doesn't matter what people's differences are, that we embrace those differences and we understand those differences. And obviously one thing that's really important to me because I've been through it is that there isn't this clear expectation on what girls are supposed to do and what boys are supposed to do. And putting it very simply, I've got two examples. My son loves dancing and although he's only four, as I'm recording this podcast, he goes to ballet and tap. And yes, he's the only boy in his class. But that doesn't mean that because he's the only boy and there's not many boys doing it, that he should stop. I'll encourage him to continue as long as he enjoys it. 
even if some of my family members find it a bit weird that my son goes to ballet dancing. The other thing that will be an interesting conversation is my daughter wants her ears pierced and I haven't thought twice about letting her at some point have her ears pierced. But what if my son wants his ears pierced? Obviously, as long as he's not young, he's old enough to deal with it, then surely I should say yes. My concern is how other people will view him and what other people may or may not say. It's an interesting question, really. But at the end of the day, I actually don't want to have any expectations as far as what they choose to do with their life, as long as they have the tools and the support to be able to make decisions for themselves. So, I definitely want my children to embrace both their British and Greek heritage and also accept others for who they are. So that's being culturally different. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, then please like, share, follow and subscribe. Thanks for listening.